thy seed and her seed. She shall crush thy head, and thou shalt lie in wait for her heel. Close quote, Moses. Now the fathers of the church had a $4 word for this line. They called it the Proto-Evangelium. Proto-Evangelium. That's a Greek word, proto, it's the sense of first, and evangelion means gospel. In other words, the fathers of the church thought of this line, Genesis 3.15, the offertory antiphon, as the first gospel. I will put enmities between thee and the woman, and thy seed and her seed. She shall crush thy head, and thou shalt lie in wait for her heel. They thought of this as a miniature gospel. Why? Because they saw it as a clear prophecy of Blessed Virgin Mary and her role in salvation. Why is that? Well, first off, we should notice from that quote that the seed of Satan and the seed of the woman will be enemies. And we should notice that it's very unusual to speak of a woman having seed. That term is usually used in reference to the Father. So why would this indicate the Blessed Virgin Mary? The fathers point out, as we all know, that our Lord is the only man who ever lived who had a human mother but no human father. That means that he was the seed of his mother. Secondly, we should note from that quote that the woman is the enemy of the serpent. What woman would this most especially refer to? The woman who, because of her immaculate conception, was never, even for the slightest trace of an instant, under the power of the serpent. And of course, we can see in the traditional pose of Our Lady, or if we look at the miraculous medals as she appeared to St. Catherine Labore, there she is, uh, sure enough, standing on the head of a serpent right there. So what are we seeing here? We're seeing the liturgy remind us that just as Christ is the new Adam, which St. Paul points out in 1 Corinthians, so also the Blessed Virgin Mary is the new Eve, who crushes the head of the serpent, and who's at war with the serpent, and is spawn. Now we'll take a quick look at the epistle we didn't read. The epistle is taken from the book of Judah. To get the context and see what it has to do with the Proto-Evangelion, we'll take a quick look at the book of Judah. Here's the basic story. The king of the Syrians sends out his army to pillage and burn, to go conquer the world. A man named Holofernes was a general, and Holofernes is leading the Syrian army on a huge scorched earth campaign everywhere he goes. And now he's pulled up to the Holy Land. The people of Israel decide to resist him. But Judith prays for strength from God and walks out towards his camp. Now who's Judith? Judith is an exceedingly beautiful and extremely holy woman of Israel. So out she walks towards the camp. And when they see her, she's so beautiful, they wind up bringing her to the general, Holofernes, this evil general. He's smitten by her, has a big banquet, drinks way too much gets drunk and passes out on his bed. So what does Judith do? She pulls out his sword and whacks off his head. And then, what does the inspired inerrant word of God have to say? It's in today's epistle, quote, Blessed art thou, O daughter, by the Lord the Most High God, above all women on earth. Close quote, the Holy Spirit. So that ought to sound familiar to us. How about that? Judith has just whacked the head off a whole of furnace, and God is saying, Blessed art thou of all women on earth. What are we seeing here? We're seeing the woman cut the head off a serpent, and that's certainly a partial fulfillment of the prophecy of Genesis 3.15. In response for her cutting the head off this guy, she's called blessed above all women on earth. Now, in order to bring the gospel in today into finer focus, we'll take a look at another story, one found in the book of Judges. It's the story of Jehel and Sisera. 
Now who's Jehel? She's a housewife whose sister, he's a Canaanite general. He's a general in charge of an army that, not surprisingly, is attacking Israel. As Israel starts to get an upper hand in the battle, Sisera jumps out of his chariot and starts hightailing it through the hills, and he winds up at the tent of Jehel. So he runs in there and asks her to hide him, and he has her cover him up with a blanket, bring me a glass of milk, and then cover me up with a blanket. And then he tells her, quote, stand before the door of the tent, and when anyone shall come and inquire of thee, saying, is there any man here? Thou shalt say, there is none. What does Jehel do? The scriptures tell us, quote, So Jehel took a nail of the tent, and taking out a hammer, and going in softly with silence, she put the nail upon the temples of his head, and striking it with the hammer, drove it through his brain, fast into the ground. And so passing from deep sleep to death, he fainted away and died. Close quote, the Holy Spirit. So what's the response of the inspired word of God to this incident? Quote, Blessed among women be Jehel, the wife of Hagar the Sinite. Close quote. That ought to sound familiar. Now what have we seen here? Again, we've seen the woman cut off the head of a serpent. That's also a partial fulfillment of that prophecy, Genesis 3.15. In response, once again, she's called blessed among women. Now there's enough of the Old Testament. We'll look at today's gospel, which is taken from Luke. Again, we didn't read it. But we notice, if we do read it, it's the scene of the visitation, where Our Lady goes up right after the Annunciation to visit St. Elizabeth. What does the Holy Spirit inspire St. Elizabeth to say to the Blessed Virgin Mary? Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Now there's a few things we ought to notice about that line of St. Elizabeth. First, notice that St. Elizabeth is praising both the woman and her seed. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Now, why would the Holy Spirit inspire St. Elizabeth to use this line? Because now we're finally in the presence of the actual woman prophesied in the Garden of Eden. Remember, the Blessed Virgin has just become pregnant, and so she's carrying her seed. So here we've got the woman and her seed. The Blessed Virgin Mary is a woman, the seed is her child, the Christ child. So that's the first thing we want to notice. Second thing, we want to notice that St. Elizabeth is using a phrase that we've just seen twice before in the scriptures. Both times before, it's used to praise a woman right after she chops the head off a general attacking God's people. Both times. So this is a huge indication by the Holy Spirit that we're also dealing with a woman who has or will strike a death blow to the head of a general attacking God's people. But since we realize we're in the presence of the actual woman and her seed that were prophesied in Genesis, We also realize that she'll be involved in crushing the head of the actual serpent in Genesis. In other words, the devil. Just to make sure there's no doubt about the identity of the woman, what does the Holy Spirit inspire Our Lady to answer? Quote, From henceforth, all generations shall call me blessed. Close quote Our Lady. From henceforth, all generations shall call me blessed. Now it's absolutely certain. There can't be any doubt that she's the woman, since all generations are going to call her blessed. Now we fully realize, parenthetically, there's lots of Christians who refuse to call Our Lady the Blessed Virgin Mary or call her the Mother of God. Of course we all know that. That's one of the principal reasons we do communions of reparation on First Saturday, to make amends to the insults offered to our Lord for this. 
but it's not too hard to make a biblical defense of both those practices. In the first place, notice what the Blessed Virgin does not say in response to St. Elizabeth. The Blessed Virgin does not criticize St. Elizabeth and say, please, don't call me blessed. Instead, she says, all generations shall call her blessed. Second, note that Our Lady does not say anything like that. Just because you know I'm the mother of the Lord doesn't mean you should get any big ideas like I'm the mother of God. She doesn't say anything like that. After all, the same Holy Spirit which inspired St. Elizabeth to call the, the, Our, Our Lady the mother of the Lord, that very same Holy Spirit inspired St. Thomas the Apostle to say to Our Lord, My Lord and my God. My Lord, my God. And of course, St. Elizabeth and St. Thomas the Apostle are talking about exactly the same person, Jesus Christ, who is Lord and God. So since we can follow the scriptural example of St. Elizabeth and call the Blessed Virgin the Mother of our Lord, so also we can follow the scriptural example of St. Thomas the Apostle and call the Blessed Virgin the Mother of God, because our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is God. Okay, anyway, what are we seeing in the Gospel? We're reminded that Christ is a new Adam, so also the Blessed Virgin is the new Eve, about to crush the head of the serpent, and she's at war with the serpent and his spawn. Now we'll look at the introit, which is taken from the very last book of the Bible, the Apocalypse. Quote, And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, and the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. Close quote, St. John the Apostle. Who wrote this line about seeing the woman in heaven? St. John the Apostle. The very man that our Lord had entrusted to take care of his mother after he died on the cross. It's very interesting to note what St. John said at the end of that same chapter of the Apocalypse. The beginning of the chapter is a line from the introit, and there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and on her head a crown of twelve stars. And what's at the end of the chapter? Quote, and the dragon was angry against the woman and went to make war with the rest of her seed who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Close quote. So what do we notice with the introit? We notice that it's taken in context to show that there's enmity between the dragon and the woman and that he's making war with her seed. There's that woman again with her seed. Of course, we already know who she is. She's the enemy of the serpent who because of her immaculate conception wasn't even for an instant under the power of the dragon. Who is the woman? It's the Blessed Virgin Mary. Where is she? In heaven? How did she get there? Our Lord honored his mother and brought her up there. He assumed her into heaven. And why is she in heaven? As Cardinal Newman says, in the first place, our Lord loved his mother too much to let her body remain in the grave. And besides, if Eve would have never become dust and ashes, unless she had sinned, why would the Blessed Virgin Mary, who had not sinned, become dust and ashes? Okay, so we've gone literally from one end of the Bible to the other, and taken a quick look at the passage of Scripture used in today's Mass. We've seen the prophecy given in Genesis 3.15, I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and I seed her seed. She shall crush thy head, and thou shalt lie in wait for a heel, was called the Proto-Evangelium, the first gospel, by the fathers, since they thought of it as the gospel in miniature. We've seen partial fulfillments of this prophecy in the Old Testament, 
both with Judas chopping the head off a whole of furnace and Jehel chopping the head off of Sisera. In both cases, we've seen these women praised as being blessed among women. We've seen the definitive fulfillment of the Proto-Evangelion in the Blessed Virgin Mary and her seed, Jesus Christ. And we've seen that at the end of the Bible, St. John has a vision of her in heaven because she'd been assumed there. In a moment, we'll sing the creed and we'll proclaim, we believe, in the resurrection of the dead. Today, while we're doing that, let's praise God for the great honor he gave to his mother, both by resurrecting and assuming her. Let's all pray that when we ourselves are raised from the dead, that we'll be assumed into heaven to join our Lord and the Blessed Virgin Mary and all the angels and saints.